passage of time can be such a funny, fickle thing. Yeah, like entire months can feel like, you know, just a day or two. Mm-hmm. And and mere weeks seem to fly by like years. Almost. It's as if we haven't recorded in five months, but it's almost as if we have, you know? It yeah, exists in like both timelines. Like, maybe there's just lost episodes or something. <laughs> That's it. There were lost episodes. That's what happened. We definitely didn't just take a completely unplanned hiatus from the podcast. No, no. We were doing special lost episode content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's not been uh, uh, just a really stressful and uh, just busy uh, uh, summer. No, no. First and foremost, we are professionals. Let you never forget it. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, because we're sponsored by... Nobody. Nobody, because we're doing it on our own. Aaron and Liz, friends till the end. <laughs> God, I hope we're friends till the end. <laughs> as long as we're doing this podcast, we will be. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just the last episode. Of, oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. That is the climactic ending that everyone has been gathering for. If we stop doing Married to the Idea, are we no longer married? In a court of law, I mean, you know. <laughs> a court of public opinion, at least. Yeah, metaphysically, we can debate back and forth, but... <laughs> In the meantime, he's Aaron. And she's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. And and welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. We've I'm I would say that we've missed you all. We have missed you all, but I haven't missed the stress that comes with, in addition to running two very busy lives, also putting out a podcast. Which isn't to say that we didn't watch a lot and think a lot and grow a lot as people over these past couple of months. But because the real treasure along the way was friendships that we made. The likes and subs we made along the way. <laughs> what but, likes and subs? No, this is this is going to be a fun episode. We obviously could complain about many things that happened this year, and we'll save those so for many. later. Instead, we thought we'd focus on something both positive and viewer slash audience influenced because a couple of days ago we went to facebook and asked our facebook followers what are your non-traditional christmas movies and here we are at the end of 2022 ready to take a look at your list of non-traditional christmas movies and definitely rate them based on my own professional hashtag tm licensed venn diagram of three points to a classic christmas movie now aaron I am actually interested to hear why you're even bothering to do this. And I believe it has something to do with that most classic of Christmas movies, Die Hard. So my opinion, uh, I am like, I guess, 50% other Americans or those who uh, enjoy Christmas movies, at least, um, do not believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is a great movie. Terrible. But great. Uh, no, it is a great movie, um, but it is a great movie that just happens to take place during Christmas time. It is not a Christmas movie. So Liz came up with her um, Christmas movie Venn diagram, uh, similar to the uh, movie Parabola uh, brought to you by our friends and friends of the podcast, the uh, Ali and Michael Cheatham uh Vinda, or uh, sorry, Parabola, movie Parabola. Of bad to good to bad to good again. No, uh, so good it's good, so bad it's bad, so bad it's good. That's the one. And uh, I, I will say, even though I'm on the side of Die Hard being a great Christmas movie, my Venn diagram was in no way influenced. I didn't build it around Die Hard. I just want to get that. that. No, so my very scientific brain took a look at traditional Christmas movies, the ones that we watch every year, Aaron and I. And looking at them, I started trying to figure out what are the common denominators among all these films. Now, my list is not expansive, and that's why I'm excited to look at the fan list, because I want to see how many this applies to. Uh, First and foremost, your favorite Christmas movie is absolutely valid. You should watch it every Christmas if it makes you happy. Yeah, we're not here to shame, uh, except for those who believe... Die Hard is a Christmas movie. However, with that being said, I am very much one who, especially after asking um, and getting far more responses than I ever even dreamed of um, about Christmas movies, like, why did I accept some movies as being Christmas movies, though they are quote-unquote non-traditional or non-conventional mm-hmm. uh, Christmas movies. I, why did I say that one was in that category 
and Die Hard isn't? What 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 signifies it? Why why is Die Hard not a Christmas movie, but Violent Night is? Exactly. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a two prong attack here. Aaron's gonna be our emotionality, our gut feeling, gut check on these films. And then I'm going I mean, to I've apply. I've got enough of a gut to check. So. <laughs> and then I'm going to apply our logical Venn diagram as. So, uh, objectively as possible to see not if I can change Aaron's mind, but to see if it truly does fall in this category. And I've not told Aaron the Venn diagram yet. Uh, but and Liz doesn't know the list the mo- of everyone who uh, responded. So we because we made the post and then she stepped away. So. Yes, I don't know what we're going to talk about. What I will say though, Aaron is as we go through this list, one we're only going to mention it if the movie either of us have watched, and if we haven't watched it. What we will do is read a synopsis of it from IMDb and then determine, based strictly on the synopsis, where it falls in the Venn diagram. Because we haven't seen every single movie. Again, we no. are professionals. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, we're absolutely professional. We're, we're doing this in a professional way by really not being professional. That's it. Uh, so, yes, I, I love this idea. I'm, I'm all into it. I doubt that I'm, my mind is going to be changed at the end, but I'm still, I'm still into it. So Let's get deep in the paint. <laughs> I go hard in the paint. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I started, I, I bought a Oculus um, during this roller coaster of a summer. And Which has been really helpful for you. Aaron uses it a lot to work out, and it's been game changer. Highly recommend uh, Supernatural is the app that I use. They have basically Beat Saber, but for working out, which Beat Saber has a couple songs that are specifically to work out with, but the they also have a boxing thing, and uh, and I've enjoyed both of them. And they use the, the Flocka, or Waka Flocka, uh, and it's I Go Hard in the Paint, and it's... It, it kind of bops, especially when you're boxing to it. So it, it kind of boxes. I don't know. Um, sorry. <laughs> Just like jab Liz with my finger. That's all right. I'm used to get it. pain. Beauty is pain and all that stuff. Beauty is pain. The more you hurt me, the stronger I become. Whoever tells you trying, something different, they're trying to sell you something. So uh, I have IMDB ready to go. I have both lists ready to go. Should we start with the lists or should we start with a Venn diagram? We should probably describe the diagram. All right. All right. So a Venn diagram three circles i want you to imagine uh these are going to be are you going to draw these out so we can make this like the profile picture please please post this after i describe it aaron please i, I you know what we're gonna we're gonna post it but it's not gonna be a part of the post you have to actually come to our page and like and subscribe and all that yeah we'll so if you're listening on soundcloud or coming. itunes or something like that come find us on facebook or married to the idea yeah. reviews and, and real quick uh our viewer question of the day beyond like, you know, what movies did we leave out or whatever? Um, what uh, do you think about us maybe starting an Instagram where I, she and uh, Liz and I have been considering it for a little while and we neither of us have really like had strong feelings one way or the other. So if you have uh, thoughts of like, Oh, Instagram's great. It's great to grow your, your podcast. Personally, Aaron, I think the podcast needs a TikTok. <laughs> yes, and you would have to be in charge of it, my dear. And that's why we're not doing it. We move on. We proceed. <laughs> I so am the last person should... to join any social media trend. So if you think we should do uh, TikTok and or Instagram, let us know in the comments. We actually do really want to hear your opinion. So that being said, describe the Venn diagram. All right. There are three circles. Now, the three circles where they intersect make a Christmas movie more stronger more christmas oriented so and with that like that inner triangle that inner triangle if you have all three of these things you're like peak uh, christmas movie that doesn't mean that you have to have all three you can have any one of the three to be included within the venn diagram but the more you have the stronger you become so you still haven't described the over the the circles overlap or the the true center but do you have examples for each of them well i'm going to tell you what each of the circles are okay but again do you have the examples okay because i actually have a venn diagram in mind that isn't it has nothing to do with movies it's like how to talk to babies how to start a fight and then how to um, talk to a dog and like the middle is like the funniest thing i may i may post that one as well so i'll let you aaron decide what the overlap is because for me all i have are the three circles oh okay so it's up to me to fill it in gotcha so in my venn diagram there are three circles your christmas movie can just have one of these circles filled in but the more that it fills in the stronger and more christmasy your christmas movie becomes and the reason i know that i'm being objective about this is that die hard does not fill all three of these categories so shocker shocker 
Okay. The first circle that your Christmas movie has to have is family. In thinking about all... Family. Yes. Oh, that won't be the last reference that we get to Fast and Furious. Don't worry. See, it could have been either a Fast and Furious or you're all like family. That could also be that. But no, family has to be essential to a Christmas film. It can be a traditional family with parents and kids. It can be less traditional with just two people. It can even be three people and a baby. It doesn't matter. It's the grouping of this, I know what your reference went to that last one. Okay, I know. Yeah. Found family. Found family. Family, the, the ties that Non-blood. bind us. Yeah. Exactly. There has to be a sense of community present within the Christmas movie is our first step. Yeah, you and I are both very much... Um, we still are very close with our immediate families, but we have a lot of people we consider family that are not blood-related. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was what I thought of most when I thought of Christmas movies was this sense of family. Uh, the second thing that a Christmas movie can have is magic. And by magic, it doesn't have to be exactly spell casting or actual magic. It can be the magic of having just enough bullets to defeat the bad guy or the magic of finding just the right polka band to take you cross country back to your home. <laughs> a Christmas magic. It is Christmas, Christmas magic. magic. That's it. It's just Christmas magic in some way. Um, it can even be as simple as the birth of a child. All these yeah, things. Yeah, cr- Christmas magic is a very ubiquitous term, but you know it when you see it. Yeah, I, 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 um, I'm, I'm in, I'm on board still so far. All right, the final and most important one. This was the one that once I applied it, it seemed to hit every single Christmas movie that I can possibly think of. Whether it applies to the main hero or another person within the storyline, redemption. Redemption is a key component of every Christmas movie that I could think of. And as we go through, we might find some that don't have any, but I bet I can make a pretty compelling argument for most of them. The idea that a character has done wrong and they will now make it right. I mean, and tr- using one of the more traditional, like overarching traditional Christmas movies, which you could honestly say is something in the center a Christmas Carol. A and Christmas it's, and it's Carol many, is many, like, many retellings. It is like the main one that I thought of of all mo- of all Christmas movies, kind of relating back to in a sense. And there's a reason for that, and we'll talk about that more. But you will notice in all three of those circles, I never once mentioned Santa, Jesus, or candy canes. The physical appearance <laughs> of the movie has nothing to do with whether it's a Christmas film or not. So sorry for all those. But who just they're, they're going to be involved. Like uh, f- those are extras. Those are just fun things to have. Which it is, is not the essential it, part of a Christmas film. It's really, really funny because, like, I know a lot of people are going to be like, but, 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 but Christmas, Christmas, like. Hey, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm number one fan of Christmas, but that like, is irrelevant to our discussion here let, today. Let me put on my fedora and my glasses that I have to push up on, off, on to the bridge of my nose one. Well, actually, like, <laughs> I, I, I will happily uh, debate you on Again, that. Again, let me say this is uh, Harvard approved. Yeah. The, the Venn diagram I've made. Was uh, it Harvard or Yale? I couldn't remember. It's both. It's it's bi-collegiate uh-huh. approved. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, bi-collegiate? I think I saw that video on a darker part of the web. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so we have Christmas magic, family, and redemption mm-hmm. of some f- form. Yes. Um, with the maybe a an example in being the true center, that kind of triangular shape would be our Christmas Carol. Would be a Christmas Carol, which I think is kind of apparently Charles Dickens actually wrote a Christmas Carol to kind of really popularize Christmas because mm-hmm. it wasn't as popular before Christmas Carol. So uh, knowing the Venn diagram of uh, Christmas magic family and uh redemption with the true center being a christmas carol because charles dickens kind of wrote this to be wrote that story to be a popularization of christmas in a way um i think that uh we can start kind of going through each movie and deciding if it's once one layer deep two layer deep or all three layers deep i love it okay so um i'm gonna start with uh our we actually have a couple comments on the Facebook, and then on my personal page, I got a lot more uh, comments, which was great. Um, and make sure you let us know who gave us the suggestions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so from our friend DJ Patrick. Hey, DJ Patrick. He actually gave us a lot. Let's uh, do it. So um, 
We've got Scrooged, which is a Christmas Carol retelling, so that falls in the All true center. All three center. things, yep. Uh, Iron Man 3, because according to him, every list gets a Marvel movie, um, and it does take place during Christmas time. Which is not relevant to, to our not, Venn diagram. It is, not, it is not in that section. Um, I would say that it is redemption, though. I would say that the story of Iron Man 3 is a story of redemption, if you ignore everything that Tony Stark does after that movie. I, I, I think there's, there's yes, we're looking at the movies themselves. Yeah, so I would um, agree that I, it is a level one Christmas movie. I'm going to argue for level two because you can either say Christmas magic because he makes it back in time to defeat um, the Mandarin and uh, kill, or not Killmonger, but um, he, the other guy. Clearly uh, this was an important movie to all of us. I, the, the not Mandarin, uh, we had uh you could you could say christmas magic and or family because he does become close to the kid you want to know how i know because he shows up we're to, connected because he shows up to his funeral <laughs> and Ex no exactly. one knew who he was <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay the very least it's a level one christmas movie I'll give you level one. I think it's you can a one point five. <laughs> Lion King one and a half. Yeah. Um. I. I'm. I'm willing to uh, secede to the um, uh, to the one. I think there's room to argue for two, uh, level two. Uh, Batman Returns. Uh, because people should remember DC did it first. Uh, Batman Returns definitely took place during the winter time and had Christmas elements Again. in it. I know it's visual. Um, we can I always mention that, but it's a point five, if anything, for it to be literally during the time of Christmas, irrelevant. Um, I have not seen Batman Returns in a while, so I can't tell you for certain if it's redemption. I mean, you could say maybe redemption of IMDb Catwoman. IMDb time. Oh. What the one-sentence descriptor on IMDb describes this movie as... While Batman deals with a deformed man calling himself the Penguin, wreaking havoc across Gotham with the help of a cruel businessman, a female employer of the latter becomes Catwoman with her own vendetta. In good conscience, I cannot call this even a level one Christmas movie. Oof. Again, having never seen the film, going only by that one sentence description... I know that Batman deals with the theme of family often, but having not seen the movie, I cannot say one way or the In other. In the loosest sense, because the Penguin is abandoned by his parents because he's deformed. Mm -hmm. uh, Batman doesn't really have any family in this movie. The Penguin does not get redemption. Catwoman no. didn't need redemption. She was brutally murdered, so mm -hmm. she's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you could say maybe Christmas magic, but I, I, I'm gonna again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with you on this one, and I'm gonna say level one, <laughs> uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, which we have seen, mm -hmm. and another uh, RDJ, uh, because no one remembers RDJ was different kind of detective before Sherlock, um, with uh, another Batman actually, uh, Val Kilmer, and uh, directed by Shane Black, who also directed Iron Man three. Uh, so what are you thinking then on the levels? I can't. I mean, again, Christmas is kind of a backdrop in some scenes. But it doesn't have anything to do with our I Venn diagram. I don't think so. I, is there maybe, a found maybe family redemption. between the two? Uh, maybe and, and redemption. Maybe, if, maybe found family. So I would say a one. A one. A yeah, one. level one. Um, I, around the Venn diagram, I'm just imagining in a halo of Christmas time. Like, just just the Christmas yeah. backdrop of it all. You, you you basically get that first decimal point just for having Christmas as a backdrop. Exactly. Um, Catch Me If You Can. Nobody should be alone on Christmas. Having never seen Catch Me If You Can. I'm 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 in this, I've seen it, but it's been so long. I again I think Christmas happens during it. To IMDb. All right. Barely twenty one yet. Frank is a skilled forger who has passed as a doctor, lawyer, and pilot. FBI agent Carl becomes obsessed with tracking down the con man who only revels in the pursuit. I, I'm going to say there might be Christmas as a backdrop. This seems unlikely. And remember, if you don't like how we're doing it, good news. We're professionals and you can't argue with us. <laughs> uh, office Christmas party. Now, this one is definitely a where like Christmas is backdrop and visuals and everything like that. So it literally takes place at an office Christmas party. Yes. But again, we've not seen it, so we can't really do that. When his uptight CEO's sister threatens to shut down his branch. Pause. 
I can already tell that there's redemption in this story from that very first sentence alone. When his uptight CEO sister threatens to shut down the branch, they're going to have a save the branch party. That's what this is going to be. They're going to try and make her see the error of her ways and show her that actually, yes, it is worth celebrating. Uh, the branch manager throws an epic Christmas party in order to land a big client and save the day. But the party goes out of the way, goes way out of hand, gets way out of hand. Also, there's a sister. So family, this might be a level two. Okay. I mean, it literally is office Christmas party. It's it. When do you get more Christmassy during than a Chris, an office Christmas party? I know. Die Hard is such an integral f- trailblazer in that. Again, that's a backdrop. Uh, and then finally, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now, uh, DJ Patrick did not specify which version. There are three versions as of recording of this. And God almighty, don't let there be a fourth. I would completely agree that How the Grinch Stole Christmas redemption. features redemption. Uh, it features Christmas magic. His heart goes three sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, family. He gets a whole new family of who's that accept and welcome him. All right. Who... It's a level three, baby. Who wants the who hash? I do. Too late. I, oh, That'll be gizzard. me. <laughs> who wants the gizzard? Uh, so, yeah, I would say uh, all iterations, big or small, of uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is uh, a level three. So, so there's, far, there's... our level threes are How a Grinch Stole Christmas and A Christmas Carol. It's funny that those are both them because there's this wonderful meme circulating the internet that I've really been enjoying. It is a... Not Venn diagram, but it's a YX axis talking about um, Santa, Jesus, Scrooge, yeah, and the Grinch. Anti-capitalist, always trying to, Christmas. And they were always trying to figure out, like, it's the Grinch and Scrooge are the same but different. How are they different? Because the Scrooge is pro-capitalist and the Grinch is anti-capitalist. Anti-capitalist yep. <laughs> well, nice, nice, nice. They're both anti-Christmas on all fronts. So yes. I like that they're both our level threes. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Um, f- yeah, funnily enough, especially because one of them is redemption, so it's hard for Santa to be redeemed. Not impossible, but it's hard. So thank you, DJ Patrick, for giving us a level three boy. Yep, we have found a level three. Uh, most of the other ones are either level point five and uh, above. From our friend Casey, we have uh, Home Alone. Family. Redemption. redemption. I mean, you did kind of reference it in talking about Christmas magic. Getting a polka band to take you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's it feels. You know what? I would I would actually argue that there is Christmas magic, not only because of that, but more so in the kindness of strangers. Because Catherine O'Hara's character is able to fly from Paris back to Chicago because the old lady took pity on her and obviously was offered way too much. <laughs> $500, plane ticket, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and, like, and you like the earrings, right? But... Overall, the woman didn't do it because of the stuff. The woman did it because she knew it was the right thing to do. And uh, the old scary man across the street is yep. redeemed because he helps Kevin in his time of need. Because I yelled at him. <laughs> I got uh, scary sometimes. Here's the thing. Just because it's a good Christmas feat. You're the McAllister boy, aren't you? I, I, that actor did a really good job, but the ADRing or the uh, the mixing on his audio is like, and guess what? I'm in charge of editing, so this stuff's staying in. <laughs> uh, I would say that just because it's a good Christmas movie doesn't mean I have to personally enjoy it. I find Home Alone just, I don't know, it's just not my favorite, but I cannot deny it is a level three Christmas movie. All right, so How the Grand Stole Christmas, A Christmas Car- I feel like we should be writing these down. Uh, Why does and, it matter? <laughs> and uh, the Grinch and it's and, um, a Christmas Carol in the Grinch in its many iterations. Um, we're gonna skip uh, Casey's other suggestion because Why? because I want to do I want to save that one for last. Oh. It's Die Hard. He's he suggests Die Hard. I want that one to be the last one that we do because we will have kind of exhausted any like other possible arguments on one side or the other. Uh, and really be like, but if you said this, oh, I'm okay. okay so, you, you can cut that part out. Then we'll, we'll no, be no, surprised no. about what comes at the end. No, no, it's okay. We'll be fine. Um, but uh, Casey's third suggestion, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, I will give you a level one. Oh, this is not a good Christmas movie, guys. It's not. It's I, not. I, I, for those... Now... It, because it's Rankin and Bass, there's kind it's there's a pedigree to it that I I can't argue with. There's nostalgia there to be certain. That's it. It's not a great story. The animation's terrible. The songs are meh at best. But again, that's not what we're here to talk I'm about. Not just a, 
Misfit. We are here to talk Just about the Venn diagram. Yeah. Uh, is there ma- Christmas magic? Yes. Rudolph's red glowing nose being the thing that saves the day. And, and then Bumble's bouncing. I mean, yeah, that's there's, magical there's fun enough. magic. And the island of misfit toys. There's magic to it. Yeah. Uh, redemption, though. Oh, also, why the, in the world the is. The squirt gun that squirts jelly? Just stop filling it with jelly. <laughs> what, what? Why was this so hard? It's made for only jelly brine canisters. Nothing else Ugh. can go in. I would say if we're talking about redemption, it definitely shouldn't have been Rudolph. Rudolph doesn't need redemption. He was just a kid whom everyone made fun of and mocked mercilessly. Kind of like the Little Mermaid. The main character is not the Little Mermaid. Maybe the main character was Santa. But even Santa, he didn't apologize for his years of neglect and abuse. He just said, you're useful now. Come with me. (laughs) (sighs) Santa sees you when you're sleeping and sees when you're awake. He knows when you've been naughty or nice. He fucking knew that Rudolph was getting bullied. Mm-hmm. Straight up. <sighs> yeah. Like, yeah, legitimately, it's not a good story. It's, oh, hey, uh, your your deformity is now useful in a capitalist sort of sense. You're now, uh, now everybody likes you. Like, But there is some family in this. The little ragtag family some, that Rudolph forms with Celine and her. I'll give you level one, but I think that's as far as I can go. Level one it is, then. All right. So, uh, and of course, we're going to come back. Because that's your emotionality coming to play. It's really a level two, but I'll yeah. let you have a level one on this one. I will, I will, I will absolutely, yeah, I, you told me you want me to be emotionality on, <laughs> sorry, emotional on this. So, um, so we're now on to my, uh, the, on my personal page, um, our friend Esther asked, does Krampus count? It and does, does count. Let's talk kinda, about it. And it kind of actually has a, uh, it does open the door to holiday horror. Which we are going to talk about a little bit. Uh, okay, yeah, because there's a couple there's a couple movies um, that I would like because there's like Black Christmas, um, obviously Krampus is one of the newer ones, mm-hmm. um, but there are a few movies, like people consider Christmas Carol to be a ghost story, which, I Correct. mean, it is, but I don't consider it a ghost story in that sense, but that's where like some of these lines kind of get drawn, and I and I wonder of, why did I draw that line? But there's a bunch of Christmas songs that talk about telling scary ghost stories, which is meaning a Christmas Carol. I didn't make that connection until only a few years ago. Thank you for pointing out my flaws. <laughs> uh, but we also just saw Violent Night, which actually would fulfill all three requirements I, yeah, as well: Redemption, Family, and Christmas Magic. Yep, one hundred percent. Level three movie, Violent three. Night. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so Krampus. Uh, we do get redemption on the family's part. It doesn't save them from being trapped in a yeah, snow globe for eternity. Still, yeah, they're still screwed. But they did, they but did get redeemed. Uh, we Christmas also, magic, because, I mean, technically, yeah. it's supernatural. And and family. Oh, my God. It's a level three. Krampus is a level three. <laughs> well, good on you, Esther. You found our first, uh, I wouldn't call it outlier, but the first uh, holiday horror is absolutely level three. Um, uh Friend of the podcast, Carson, um, also from Thrill of the Hunt and uh, Draft, um, Gremlins. Gremlins. I've never seen Gremlins. I have seen Gremlins 2, the new batch, where it takes place entirely in New York slash in a television studio building. On President's Day? Or is that the joke I'm thinking of? That's the the joke, uh, because they they make reference to her... um, uh, her speech about Santa. And that's when I decided I didn't believe in Abraham Lincoln anymore. All right, so we're going to look up uh, Gremlins then. All right. So the IMDb. De- so back to Gremlins. The IMDb description. A young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently malicious monsters on a small town. Say that three times fast. Yeah. Uh, now, I will say I know even without the description that family does play a part in this. I know that each of the family members does eventually kill a gremlin and hold you, their own against yeah, the you don't horde. You don't have that speech about Phoebe Cates without having some sort of family in it. Yeah, so there's, there is family in it. I know that the, the gremlin is a uh, a gift, but again... Yeah, it's at Christmas time. I mean, we have the trailer playing right here, and you see it is a, the gizmo was a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that he is a Christmas magic creature no but i guess the question then is would do we consider uh, do we consider krampus to be a christmas magic creature he is just krampus is tied into christmas lore he only shows up around christmas time mogwai can show up any time of year as as you see in a new batch yeah so i think we can only say level one for gremlins 
Um, okay, so family, Christmas magic, and redemption. Yeah. I kind of think redemption a little bit. I can't tell that from the descriptor alone, so I can't say for certain. All right. I, I don't know enough, and I know there's going to be probably a little bit of... I, I don't think you can make an argument for a level three. No. But you can definitely make an argument for maybe a level two. I still say level one. I'm, I, I Because I've not seen it. If I've seen it, I've not seen it recently enough to know enough to say, oh, yeah, it's definitely a level two. I'm going to say level one, because at least for family. So it's all about family. All right. So the next one uh, from friend uh, Gray, they said the Muppets Christmas Carol, which in of itself, I have to say is a level three, because if you were to count it separately from a Christmas Carol, like because just like Scrooge, yeah, on its all own, three, all, all three are present. So if we if we're gonna sit here and say every iteration of a Christmas Carol is gonna be that, we I think that's what we are saying. Every iteration of a Christmas Carol is level three. Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol, honestly, in my opinion, is the best of the Christmas Carols. A because I grew up with it. B because I love the Muppets. And C, it's just one of the best ways to put the story together. In the same vein, because I'm sure it's not going to come up on here, It's a Wonderful Life is also a level three, because it is Family, a... Family, redemption, yeah, I Because it's I a type agree. of Christmas Carol story, how important yeah, one man can be. And I didn't realize that until this year, so I, I would consider it different enough that it it's inspired by a Christmas Carol, um, but in the same way that, like, Atlantis, we just watched a video on Atlantis, uh, is inspired by... Uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea yeah. they're not they no. have a lot of similarities but they're not the same story so um but yes wonderful life um kind of sneaking in and in, in this description as well definitely level three <laughs> um but yes the uh uh gray did mention that the ghost of christmas past is god it's so scary it, i have to agree bless her heart <laughs> they tried but dark crystal really terrifies me so anything they tried in that human-esque vein was always gonna freak me out oh god yeah um, all right, so next up is Lethal Weapon. Now, I have seen Lethal Weapon 2, 3, and 4, and I think I even watched an episode of the, the TV series where they had to replace the guy with Sean William Scott. I have never seen the original. I've even seen the parody Loaded Weapon with Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson. I kid you not. The parody of Lethal Weapon had Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson. And we, this is definitely going to be a movie that we need to watch at some point. And as the villain, Tim Curry. It does sound very good when you list the three actors involved. I can't yeah. imagine it being poorly. I love the idea that you have seen everything but the original because that is the same thing with me and King Kong. I have watched every piece of King Kong media from TV show to movie, but I've never seen the original. <laughs> uh, are you t okay, so there's, I guess people consider there to be two originals, like the original, like, 1939 That's one. That's the one I consider. And there's, the like, one in the 50s as well. Yeah, no, like, I watched the 70s remake. I watched the kids' TV show. I read essay documentaries about it i've never seen the original but in the same way that you've never seen lethal weapon and i've never seen lethal weapon what is that description two newly paired cops who are complete opposites must put their put aside their differences in order to catch a gang of drug smugglers putting aside their differences would imply to me that there is a redemption arc in this and there is family because um mel gibson's character does not have he lost his wife doesn't have a family and he kind of gets adopted into um uh, Riggs uh, and oh, Murtaugh, uh, Murtaugh's family, because he does be kind of come a part of the family after this movie. Well, then on that premise alone, I can say it's a level two. I'd, I'd agree with that. So le uh, Lethal Weapon 1, level two. Uh, <laughs> uh, Longtime friend and uh, definitely friend of the podcast. Uh, if we can ever get him to maybe, me ooh, oh brand deal we can get him to mention us on his uh on his uh videos and stuff like that maybe like he can make a call out to us. you're gonna kill yourself he can make a call out to us in one of his comic books uh <laughs> author of um uh rise of dracula and cult of dracula and a 
a, a, a series coming soon as well. Um, World of Dracula, I think, is the next one. Um, Rich Richard or Rich Davis, uh, a nightmare before Christmas. I am interested to see your um, take on this one because I I have a very specific level in mind. It's a level three. It's a level three. <laughs> it's a level I, three. Because redemption, because Jack learns the error of his ways. Family, because the town of uh, our nightmare town um, come together and become a family. Halloween or town. Halloween town. Thank you. Um, <coughs> nightmare town was just a, my bathroom. Um, <laughs> and uh, Christmas magic. I would absolutely say level three for it's nightmare also before Christmas. The best uh, visual medium i've seen that shows cultural appropriation just perfectly executed yeah uh and now i okay so i had a friend um her name is rosie um they suggested galaxy quest now i think there's an argument to be made for level one i i did ask them as to why and they never responded so so from what i know of galaxy quest there is a found family of this cast of actors I know for a fact that there is redemption because our main William Shatner-esque character played by... By a real-life Tim... Uh, or, sorry. Tim the Tillman Taylor, so... Tim Allen. Tim Allen, thank you. Uh, Tim Allen, who in real life is kind of a William Shatner. Which and he does get redemption at the end for how he's been treating everyone. Yeah. So. And they even like use their skills to their advantage, so... I wouldn't say there's any Christmas magic in it, but I would say surprisingly, level two, much like Fast and Furious, it is a level two Christmas movie. Redemption and family for uh, lethal or uh, for Fast and Furious. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't Christmas magic specifically, there is magic in the Fast and Furious franchise, and you can <laughs> fight me on that. It's breaking some uh, rules of uh, physics. Yeah, that is magic, my friends. Uh, so uh, again, friend of the podcast uh, recommended uh, or Joseph. Uh, recommended Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which we've already talked about, mm -hmm. and Brazil. Uh, which he calls the best Monty Python movie ever for Terry Gilliam's efforts. Uh, <laughs> this is where I completely disagree, and I know he's going to have a comment to say about this. Uh, it, even though Terry Gilliam is involved, it is not a Monty Python movie. I think that's Terry the, Gilliam I think and I think What's-His-Face are the only... I think That's the joke. Yeah. I, I completely disagree. It's kind of like the ship of Theseus. At what point is it still well, the ship of Theseus? How many Monty Python members have to be involved for it to be a Monty Python movie? And I, and uh, more than one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Beatles. But I it think it has to be, be more George than Harrison. two. I think it has to be more than two. I, I'm not 100% on the, the more than two, but it has to be more than one at minimum. But there is a non-Monty Python, Monty Python movie that had all five original people or members of Monty Python in it. Called Yellowbeard. Never heard. Um, it has Peter Boyle in it. Has all five members of um, Monty Python. Uh, <laughs> our high school friend Hamilton is the one who actually uh, introduced that movie to me. Oh, nice. Uh, because it, it it has a saying in the movie: a yellow beard is never the most is at their most dangerous when they're dead. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Yeah, there's, I kind of want to watch that now. It, it, it from what I remember because I I watched it, but I didn't pay as much attention to it as I should have. It, there's a lot of things that happen. There's a couple like B plots that all kind of get wrapped up at the end. But it's, I mean, Graham Chapman was an absolute freaking delight, and he was taken from us far too soon. I'm I'm very sad that he is no longer around, especially because. John Cleese, who was my favorite for the longest time, has kind of gone down some darker rabbit holes than he should. But I don't know. I guess you can't be uh, what's his face from Faulty Towers and not have a little bit of a uh, edge to you. So um, well, I don't the agree. Description that... for Brazil because I've never seen Brazil. Uh, you've heard of Brazil though. Yeah. No, I definitely have heard of Brazil. Never seen Brazil. A bureaucrat in a dystopic society becomes an enemy of the state as he pursues the woman of his dreams. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know. The, the, the pursuing the woman of his dreams kind of makes me vibe with a level one on this one. There seems to be a little bit of, of redemption within the state or maybe a little bit of trying to make your own family. All right. So I've definitely uh, see because it's directed by Terry Gillum. And uh, I believe the other Terry 
did just appear in the trailer. So it definitely is two. So it could be that it is the weakest Monty <laughs> Python or non Monty Python Monty Python movie because you have to also question is a fish called Wanda or fierce creatures. A Monty I would, Python movie. I would qualify Fish Called Wanda as that. Well, then we have to consider this. Then. Yeah. I'd say level one. I'd say level one. I, I actually, I don't agree, but I've never seen the movie. Based strictly, all. strictly on the descriptor. That's all I've got going for it for me for the moment. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to disagree, but I'm not going to, like, this isn't a hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> so... Brazil, you get a level one. I guess you could essentially make that qualification or make that argument of level one for a lot of movies that aren't actually Christmas movies. Like, um, I saw someone, they didn't actually suggest it to us, but I did see someone suggest that um, Eyes Wide Shut is a Christmas movie. I don't think there's any family redemption or Christmas magic in that one. Again, having never seen it, I'm perfectly qualified to make that statement. Absolutely. So I hmm. uh, just uh, for a fun little aside, uh, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail reads so hard. And I got this idea from someone else. So don't ever think for a second that I'm original. Uh, Monty Python, and the Holy Grail reads so much like a D&D campaign where the players are being such assholes that midway through the DM just says, fine, the police come and arrest you all. And that's the end. I saw that meme, too. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we have, uh, those are all of the suggestions that I was given. Um, there are definitely, um, do we want to like just find a list of Christmas movies or just, I think our last movie to talk about, cause we've talked many times in the podcast previously about our favorite Christmas movies and ones that we haven't enjoyed. So I think the last thing to talk about is that ever burning question, whether it changes your mind or not, Aaron, die hard is die hard. A level one, two, or three Christmas movie. And I would personally say that having talked about Home Alone, it's a level three. I actually, um, I, I'm going to, uh, I guess, adjust my thinking with this because when you have more levels or shades of gray to work with, it's a lot easier to find where things would fall. If it's one or the other, it's not a Christmas movie. But then I have to ask myself the qualifications. What does make a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? And um, Isn't that what we spent the past half hour doing? <laughs> exactly. So if we are say, sitting here and saying that, you know, these are the three um, caveats for it, then I, I definitely think redemption because, um, you know, uh, John McClane is definitely a more likable character at the end. Even uh, freaking Al, he gets redeemed by the end. There's a lot of redemption going on through this. There, there is there there are redeeming uh, scenarios in this movie. Um, I don't think there's really any Christmas magic. So that's, even finding just the right amount of bullets or falling down an elevator shaft only to just perfectly catch the last thing that you need to get off. I think there's a lot of things here that can qualify as Christmas magic. Um, I'll, I'll sit here. I, and I'm, I know with what I'm about to say, I, it kind of goes against other things that I have said in the past. I don't think there's family. Oh, but the little kids. I know. I know. And the whole thing is I about think, him coming to terms with his wife, having her own life. But and... he doesn't. He doesn't come to terms with it by the end. He just saves her. She essentially gets fridged. In this movie, Aaron, Holly, I'm sorry. Holly McLean in Die Hard One and Honey. Die Hard Two gets fridge. Honey, she becomes I love she you becomes so much. the thing to save. He saves her in one, and he saves her in two. Now, cutting out two, cutting out any he other movie, he saves all the hostages. Then all the hostages are fridged. <laughs> yes, yes, they are essentially. But cutting out Die Hard Two and more, just the first, just one. focusing on Die Hard One. I don't believe that there is a sense of family. You could make an argument between him and Al or like him and even freaking um, uh, Argyle, but there's not enough evidence for me f to sit here and say that there is a true sense of family. There's a sense of uh, redemption. I, I see the redemption. I, I'm, I am agreeing with that. The Christmas magic's a lot looser, but maybe I, think I don't see family. I think you're applying too much to the end of the movie. 
the Chris, the family part is a happening at the very beginning. Oh, 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 if you want to take the rest of the movie in, that's a solid no from Aaron no, uh, on I, family. Because because he's an asshole. He, he doesn't even live with his kids. Mm -hmm. He he stays in New York because I've got a backlog a mile mm -hmm. long. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool and all, dude. But your family, what comes first, your job or your family? And he chose the job, not his family. So he's been doing and that for six end, months and he's regretted it every day. You can see that. He says that he regrets it. But he then gets he comes mad in because gets... she changed her name, which she did reasonably because he let her go and didn't decide to fight for her or stay with her. And then immediately he's like, what are you doing? Is this why I came here? No, he clearly didn't come there to fight or ask for custody end, papers. He at wanted... the end, they don't say, OK, I guess I'm moving to L.A. or like, OK, I guess, you know, Argyle needs a better manager. Boy, oh, if you oh want... hey, Al needs a partner. I'm so sorry, Aaron. I didn't realize that for a movie to be complete, every single plot line has to be wrapped up perfectly okay, you're right however let's, at the same, let's have 20 at the endings same point there is nothing to suggest that he does change his way i am agreeing that he does redeem himself or there is redemption at minimum al redeeming himself by shooting hans or not hans sorry um Carl. Carl at the end. That is a true redemption. Like yeah, that is he 100%. shot a kid and now he shoots the I bad guy. Shot a kid. Um that is a true redemption. Family, if you're it, it, like I was I was really just talking about the end, but if you want to go throughout the whole thing, there is not a sense of family. There's not even really a sense of the togetherness between him and Holly until near the end. But even then, it's not a sense of family. It's a, oh my goodness, John saved me from the bad guys. What about the whole family of terrorists? Are we discounting all of them? Yes. They have a great family camaraderie. Because Hans literally tells him, you'll have blood, but I want my money first. Like... He sells his other people Carl's out. Carl's mad about his brother dying and yes, wants to avenge him. And Carl was an asshole to his brother. <laughs> and he almost screwed up the entire mission because he was impatient. And aren't all families fractured and dealing with their own shenanigans? Don't you still love them even then? You realize you're you're not making, you're not helping your That's point. That's okay. All I'm realizing is that if I was stuck in a terrorist attack, I would hope you wouldn't save me because then I'd be fridged. Much better to just let me die for my own feminist ideology. <laughs> <laughs> really that's the take you want to go on and that's the angle <laughs> really hon you've got to see this like i i'm i'm giving it at least a level one that is a change How from the beginning it you, is an absolutely level one i will that give you girl that. from tmnt april april neil okay so april neil yeah she um uh, the the online critic nostalgia Lois critic lane yeah, they, he calls them dumbasses in distress. <laughs> uh, so I would say that Holly does not qualify as that. She no, leads she her does people not. Way, well. She asks for the things that they need. She she is a leader, even in a situation that is that that a leader mm -hmm. could easily falter. And or she fall. reads John's signals to get out of the way when he shoots. Like she's not just passively screaming. She's I'm, I'm waiting saying, for it. I'm not saying that Holly is a poorly written character. In fact, I think she's one of the better in distress kind of of those characters that I've ever seen. I I think there's a lot of agency in this character. She's still essentially fridged. And you know that fridging means when a character is, is killed off to motivate oh, the oh, male. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking um, like, well, the, the Princess Peach, the prize. She becomes the, okay. the prize. I'm yes. sorry. You're right. I'm absolutely wrong. I was thinking the wrong um, term. Sorry. Yeah, if she had died like halfway through and then he used his motivation to continue killing terrorists, sure, that'd be a really shitty way for her character to go. But... Now, I will, I will fully admit that part of my emotion is from knowing what happens in Die Hard 2, Die Hard 3, Die Hard 4, actually, Die Hard 20. I know I've I know I've seen the second one. I can't recall anything besides it's essentially an airport. The, it's the same movie, but it's at an airport. But it does have a better slight twist than just that they're robbing people. I always thought that twist was pretty clever, honestly, considering the time that it took place. In. Yes. I. It, sorry. The first one's twist was good because it was a simple twist. The second twist, which you actually do get to see in Violent Night... Um, which I, I guess spoilers for Die Hard 2, but whatever. Um, the like part of the people that come to like save everybody ends up being part of the group. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Die Hard 2. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Violet Knight actually did it in a in a a clever 
ish way. So, well, but, I would, boy, I would love it if one day that the essential of a Christmas movie is that the female characters are all written perfectly, but <laughs> not yet. I, 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 I would agree. And there's actually one movie that we haven't talked about that you want. It's, there's a couple like more traditional Christmas movies that might just easily be level threes, but there are a couple of our, like our favorites um, that we watch year after year. Um, but we'll finish with Die Hard and we'll just quickly say the other two and then kind of wrap up. So um, I am solidly level one. I do not think you can ar- argue for level three, but there might be an argument made for level two. All right. Well, I'm saying level two at the very mo- at the very least. Okay. What what is your feeling on Die Hard? Is it level one, level two, or is it even possibly level three? Let us know in the comments below. We we absolutely want to hear everyone's opinions. Um, and you know, if you guys want to come and tell your opinions, we're always open to uh, guest spots. So, um, to wrap things up, uh, Arthur Christmas, Redemption Family. You could even say Christmas Magic. Oh yeah, it's a it's level say, three. Level three, and then finally. And I think we should actually wrap up after this. Klaus. Level three. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Uh, Klaus, best new Whole Christmas town movie. gets redeemed in that one. Yeah, a whole town. Um, Jesper. Uh, Klaus himself. There's family in between the two of them. And then bringing in the, the nomadic people from the north. Yeah, absolutely. Level three. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys had a great holiday season. You know, there's still a couple of days left in it. Um, so be sure to, you know, um, how they say in Scrooge, you know, give someone a call and, you know, and t- talk to an old war buddy or an old college friend and, and just say hi. And, you know, be sure to reach out to those who maybe you don't talk to as much during the holiday season. And, um, you know, take care of yourselves. Uh, 2023 is fast on its way and we hope that you guys it is here yeah yeah as of recording this it's pretty much here um we thank you guys so much for listening throughout the the six seven years we've been doing this um we hope to continue and uh we're gonna be doing some fun things um the next few months so um we're also gonna try to do more episodes we may reduce the schedule back a little bit because we're still very busy, but we enjoy doing this so much and we know that people have been missing us and it makes us feel uh, liked. You know, you like us, you really like us. Um, But until next time, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And we're we're married married to to the the idea. idea. Happy holidays.